Hola Tom, hola Steve, tengan un excelente programa, ustedes siempre me hacen reír, están locos. Welcome, everybody, to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Piles. And huzzah! We're back, and... Relatively quickly. Have stuff to talk about. <laughs> Which is always good. Right from the jump. Um, I had a very productive day today. Well, uh, no. When people <laughs> say they have a productive day, what do you? What comes to mind? I Yeah, there's a difference between productive day and then fun day, or something like that. Productive right. day... Would be, you know, I fixed this and I worked on this and I created right. this and like, I tackled this problem. Yeah. Yard work. Uh, yeah. You paid paid my bills and... Uh, I built that trebuchet I always meant to get around to. Finally. <laughs> yeah. That's a productive day. Goddamn have... squirrels are going to pay. Finally going to pay. A squirrel trebuchet. That's right. Get my bird feeder. Going to uh, forcefully relocate them goddamn squirrels. No, I did not have a productive day. I had a... What would you call that? Reverse gentrification? Squirrel, squirrelification. I call it a squirrel apocalypse. No, squirrel apocalypse. Squirrel apocalypse. I tried to get squirrel and apocalypse into the same <laughs> squirrel apocalypse. Squacalypse. Squacalypse. Let's just call it a squacalypse. See, I feel like you're psychic because later on today, I pr I planned to mention the TV show Metalocalypse. Ah, <gasps> uh, you presumed me. You jumped right in. Presumer. Uh <laughs> No, I have other things to talk about before we get to our main topic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I went to Gillette Stadium. And Was it the best the man could get? Wow, that's no. got to be the most horrifying old joke ever. Is it Gillette? Was Gillette the best a man could get? Yeah, yeah. that's right, because they, they came back with the new ad campaign of, is this really the best a man can get? And it turned <laughs> all feminine, oh, yeah, feminism. Some blowback on that, right? Right. Well, and the thing of it was, was... They didn't show anything that was terrible. They just showed a bunch of men like being what men really should be like. You know, they weren't sexist. They were kind of just like <laughs> like not assholes. What? We can't have that. Yeah. It was just a bunch of dudes like barbecuing and like taking care of their kids and you know, it was just it was it was a it was a commercial where like, hey, dudes can be cool. Not all guys <laughs> are sickos that are just waiting to get in your pants and whatever. So, not just, not but, just signals waiting against. Oh, but there, trust me, there are plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> that only are that. Yes, it's true enough. Yeah, I know some of them. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. You don't go into my line of work without knowing a couple of sickos. <laughs> just then, one or two. And then let me tell you about the inmates. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say. <laughs> but the um, setup but, is perfect. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So I went to uh, my family, my wife. Um, took me to Gillette Stadium. She did the whole Father's Day. It's not Father's Day, but it's for Father's Day, I guess is the West. I, I think that they had a scheduling conflict this year at Gillette Stadium on the actual Father's Day, so they pushed it out to June 30th. So we went, and you get to go out. You have access on the field. Um, you go through the locker room. You get to see, you know, you have access to things that, you know, the normal everyday non-payer of money to Gillette gets. 
he tried to run a touchdown or toss a ball around or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, you yeah. go out on the field right where the players play, and you know, it gives you that moment to say, Yeah, this is where all the magic happens. <laughs> and uh, you know, you throw the football around and um yeah, you get to have your picture taken with the Super Bowl trophy. Oh nice. you get to you get to have uh you get to meet cheerleaders, you get to meet there you go. You know, retired players and get their autographs and it's just it's it's a really fun day and i like it a lot there you go we've made it we've since this is the second year we've done it we did it last year we're gonna try and make it in every so future years will not be a surprise (laughs) (laughs) there'll be no more surprises you text me last night say leslie has a surprise for me i'm like is it really a surprise if you know it's coming i think so i mean did you know you were going yeah, it was uh, not really a surprise. I mean, nice. It's not exactly. it's nice, but she's not the best at keeping surprises for me. Uh, There's something going on tomorrow. Gee, I wonder what it could be. X surprise, X surprise. Uh, oh my god. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we we did that today. That was fun. What about you? What have you been doing? I went for a walk and I didn't pay attention to the weather. It got cut a downpour. That was fun. Was it? Or are you Sing being it. facetious? About the walk or about the fun? I mean, are you the kind of guy that doesn't care about the rain? You just, you skip around, try la la. You know, I don't want my hair to get messed up. That would be horrible. Right. It's awful. (laughs) No, it was, it was okay. Except for I was like listening to headphones, listening to my phone. And I didn't really want, I don't know how susceptible headphones are to getting wet and getting fucked up. So I had to put that away and like earbuds. And then I got real wet and it was not fun. And I hopped into a restaurant and just ate that I didn't plan to eat because I was like, I need to get out of the rain. By that time I was done, it was not raining anymore, so it worked out. Cool. But I have, one of my fondest childhood memories is going, there was this camp that we went to. It was this whole revival of religious thing, but it was whatever, it's called camp meeting. And me and my friend and my brother, it was a downpour once, and we went out there, we played in the rain for like an hour. Just, once you don't care, it becomes like going to a water park. What are you laughing at? What's happening? <laughs> I this moment was going to pass by and I wasn't going to be able to, you said it was a camp meeting was it in a town was it perhaps a camp town meeting <laughs> we're racing camp town meeting oh, oh, duda, duda. the do and the die it was just too much uh sorry I, the moment was going to pass <laughs> you, that grid and, was just like huge I'm like oh my god what did I say like what perverted thing did I say and I didn't realize it? Jesus Christ. Uh, no, it's it's all good. Anytime I can fit some old timey. No, no, I, I love a good pun, so I can't. But um that anyway. is the best. Wordplay. Yeah. No, yeah. I can't say anything. That was that was beautiful. Like I didn't even didn't even occur to me. So you yeah. know what? We need to have more of that. A little uh she'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> some just because camp, camp town meeting. We sh- that's how we should be doing things at work old timey uh you know camp town songs well what's the one there's one i always think but never say out loud somebody's in the kitchen is it somebody's in the kitchen with dinah yeah kitchen i know see there now we're gonna have to pay them some royalties for having that on the podcast Not up. public domain it's like the birthday song you can sing it that's why everybody sings that's why actually i heard that's why it's a wonderful life became such a holiday classic because it fell into public domain so the networks didn't have to pay for it yeah and they just start playing it and it force fed the the but public doesn't that don't don't the people who own that happy birthday song isn't that somebody like, did try to sue recently saying yeah. they had the right and everybody's like no 
Not a chance. Yeah, I mean, well, and it and that's kind of evolving. My uh, six-year-old, she just turned six. Uh, her favorite, well, how we regaled her on her birthday is, uh, okay, I'm going to take you way back here. Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Okay, so you know the Grand Master. What's his name? It's Jeff Goldblum's character. What's his name? The and, games ma- the is, game is master. It, is it the game master or the grand master? Oh, it might be the grand master. Yeah, I think it's the grand master. Anyway, so his ship at the end when Bruce Banner is like trying to fly it and they're shooting at him and stuff and whatever, and he hits it. He's like, "Oh, this looks like a gun," and he pushes it, and like the fireworks go off, and it's Jeff Goldblum, and it's like, "It's your birthday." <laughs> We've listened to that about 5,000 times and I'm not exaggerating. 5,000 is not an exaggeration. No, of course not. No, it is not. We've listened to clicker out. Click, click, click one. We we have listened to that 15 second clip 5,000 times. Easy. Eat maybe even more. She still Oh, loves it. Loves it. We listened to it once. Uh, Why is that kids don't get sick of things? I don't understand. How, what is it about them? I don't know. And it's like, it was a YouTube clip. See, Okay, so we watched Thor Ragnarok. We were tr- I was trying to catch them up on the Marvel stuff, and they love Thor. Don't even... It's, <laughs> they love Thor. And uh, during Ragnarok... They are girls. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, Chris Helmsworth. Yeah. Uh, but that whole scene is really fun to watch. At the end, when they're kind of succeeding, and, uh, of course, they say that they have to go up the devil's anus, and uh, that is about the funniest thing to a nine-year-old in the entire <laughs> world. When they have to said anus. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say to a nine year old, yeah, they have to fly into the devil's anus. That is that's like an hour of laughing. Okay. Uh, but there's that whole scene and it's happy and they're talking about eh, we had to kind of gloss over the fact that when he says, you know, whose ship is this? Oh, it's the Grand Masters. He has a lot of orgies in here. We kinda we we just we went right past that and they don't it's know. An orgy. It's a party, hon. It's yeah, a, it's a party. So fun party. It's like a birthday party. And then, uh, well, uh, there will be nine months later. A lot of them. <laughs> he's panicking and he's trying to hit the button, and finally the fireworks come out, and it's just it's your birthday. That whole song. Mark Mothersbaugh does the music for Thor Ragnarok. He does he does a bunch of stuff. Um, you would know him from Devo. Do 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 do. Whip it, whip it real good. He's the really? lead singer. Yeah, that's right. Mark, and he does a lot of uh poppy type of electronic pop music for movies and See, that's I, one thing i say to mute people all the time instead of coming around the mountain i say correct that whip all the time nobody seems to understand what i do what i mean when i say it if if you ever said crack that whip in my presence and i didn't bust out and whip it you have my permission to punch me square in the nose i see i don't think i have because i have i say it around people when one person is talking about, I'm going to make this person do this, or I'm going to tell this person to do that. I'm like, yeah, correct that whip. And then nobody, they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But if, I'm like, something part of me dies. Yeah. If you said that in my presence, I would absolutely 100% say, whip it. Whip it real whip good. It. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry to rail you. Um, what was I talking about? I don't know. Happy birthday. Orgies. Pretty orgies. sure about birthday yeah, orgies. I was talking about birthday orgies. So anyway, uh, just... That and uh, what's what's the other one that we listen to on our birthday? It's the Katy Perry birthday song. Uh, probably listen to that a good hundred times. You know, mm. no big whoop. But it but the that Mark Mothersbaugh does the the music for Thor Ragnarok. Awesome soundtrack. It's actually one of the best. Um, not up for a gram. I have a whole. There's a documentary on the Marvel music. Uh, it's on Vimeo. It's like a twelve minute documentary. It's no big deal. 
And uh, so it's this guy and he's walking around and he's like, he's accosting random people and he's like, hey, can you hum the tune to Star Wars? And of course, everybody, everybody can do it. And then what's another one? He does another one. Jaws. He's like, hum the hum the music Jaws. Everybody can do it. And just all of these really like iconic music. Harry Potter. He does hum Harry Potter, which basically I'm naming all John Williams movies. Right. That's what they can hear. I'm like, well. But Batman and just the list goes on and. He gets to um, these people and he's like, okay, now hum something from the Avengers or hum something from a Marvel movie. And nobody can do it. Like everybody is like, oh, and the gist of the whole documentary is how safe Marvel was or yeah, uh, Marvel Studios, how safe they were with all their music. And it's it's very plain, very vanilla. And he, he goes on this whole tangent about how that was the best thing to do in the Marvel cinematic universe. If you're going to have 22 movies to not have, you know, the music be the standout kind of thing, the story has to drive it, that kind of thing, which I do have to take a little bit. uh, I believe black Panther did get go up for a Grammy. The guy that does uh, black Panther's soundtrack, but which could be legit, but right here, right now, I couldn't tell you the only Marvel music I can even think of is the Avengers music. Yeah, and, and Alan, that's only like a five-second bit of it, really. Um, but also when you hear it, it, it clicks like you. Yeah. that Avengers um tune. Alan Silvestri does the Avengers. Um, but then kind of in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's neither here nor there. Like eh, this guy did this, and but you've never heard of him, kind of thing. It's really safe music, and um, but but the guy that did Black Panther. It's very. It's not that it's techno. It's it's kind of like uh, African traditional oh, right. African drums. Yeah, and that type of music, hip hop. It's imagine African traditional African tribal dances with you know music, uh, and then you kind of techno that up into hip hop, and then put it to a film score, and that's what you get with Black Panther. And that was at least up for Grammy. I don't know if it won off the top of my head, but I do know that it was. Um, but I I love film music that's my thing whatever uh but anybody that is interested it's only like a 12 minute documentary and it's it's freaking fascinating um about how they use temp music in movies and how the actual composers like danny elfman and uh john williams is not interviewed but um jerry goldsmith and just people like that how they hate temp music because when they're when they're actually writing or uh, filming uh movies they will put temporary music that somebody's already done and used mm-hmm. in another film and they'll put it to this and then they'll send it to the composer and say, see this scene. I want the music to match what the temp music is. And that always just irks the composer. Like, yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Well, now like, I can't use like, now I can't make anything cause I can have this stupid music in my head and it's going to keep coming back to this. Right. And uh, he uses some examples of music. I guess Jerry Bruckheimer is the worst. Because Jerry Bruckheimer will <laughs> reuse. That's just a general stuff. statement. <laughs> yeah, but um, he plays a couple clips like what the temp music was, and then he'll play the clip from the movie, and it's like identical. And uh, that it's not that it's killing an industry; it's a it's a awesome industry. I love music from movies, but um, I guess there are fewer and fewer. It, it's kind of a 
for the blockbusters, it's kind of a dying mm-hmm. art. Uh, you know, you've got some people that are sought after, and like Hans Zimmer. Um, he's yeah. If if you if you've watched a big budget film in the last five years, uh, a huge percent percentage of those movies have been scored by Hans Zimmer. Which don't get me wrong, he's other than John Williams, he is absolutely the best in the business. But uh, uh, what Kenny Loggins? I'm sorry. What the fuck? Hey, listen, the '80s is the '80s. <laughs> The 80s is the 80s. Come on. I love it. Uh, we got a karaoke. Well, I say we. Uh, Lara, my six-year-old, got a karaoke machine for her birthday. And, of course, my wife and I have monopolized the time on it. <laughs> there may have been some danger zone. I'm going to say that there's been quite a bit of meatloaf. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I Sing can... the entire run of I Would Do Anything for Love. It's like a fucking twenty minute song or something. If you get yeah, the full thing. <laughs> and if you if you do it legit as a duet, I mean, it is. Whew, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a long wait between, uh, you know, man and woman. If you know it, what I mean. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we were we were belting out "Paradise" by the Dashboard Light. I was gonna say that would be the other one. So. Yeah, and we uh, we killed it. Absolutely right. killed it. I only wish that we were recording it. According to your daughters, or were they not no, around? Actually, they they sat there, eyes wide, begging us to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so by killed it, you mean literally you were a good cause of death. Yeah. Somebody was on the slow spiral towards the grave. Yeah, I got we're you. we're our own biggest fans. <clears throat> but well, if you uh, can't be, who else would be? Hey, I'm an expert in my own opinion. Legend, my own mind. Uh, speaking of films, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about something interesting. Um, do you know what the Library of Congress is? I have been to the Library of Congress. Okay, so you know what the library for the average listener that might not know what the Library of Congress is. Can you do? You, can you just give a a little synopsis? A little sure. Report? So it's in Washington, Washington D.C. It's you go inside and you look around, and there's a lot of men in robes. It's uh, a little off putting at first. There's these blood red robes they wear with these hoods that go over their eyes. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. see their mouths, but just the eyes are covered. So you walk up to them and you ask for something like a book. It's supposed to have all the, like at least one copy of every book ever published or something like that. Plus films, audio, you know, if it's made, put on a medium, it's both the library of Congress supposed to have it for a preservation for a record. Mm-hmm. And you go to one of these hooded figures and you ask, I would like to read or hear or see X, Y, and Z. Then they take out this dagger. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like one of those snaky daggers. It's kind of yeah. sinuous. You know, you yeah. see them in these movies. Mm-hmm. And they cut your paw. And you think it would hurt more than it does. You know, nobody wants to be cut, but it doesn't hurt that much. I think they take out this vellum, this like long piece of like blank paper, and you have to put a bloody handprint on it. Mm-hmm. And then they make you sign something with a regular pen. But it's in Latin. <laughs> Which really negates the whole yeah, blood running. Yeah, it's a little anticlimactic, but it's in Latin. If you don't read Latin, you're not quite sure what you're signing. So I'm pretty sure that my firstborn child is going to be not sticking around too long. Just yeah, saying. Joke's on them. <laughs> if you never have one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, seriously, the Library of Congress. I'm sorry. Were... were you ever at the Library of Congress? Yes, I was. As a matter of fact, oh, I, was there, I was there today. Matter of fact. <laughs> and the uh, wormhole from Gillette Stadium to DC. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a little. I, I'm just saying you haven't been there. You can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> there's a little part of the library of congress called the national film registry have you ever heard of that uh yeah that's where the women wearing just one sash across one breast stand 
and hold out an ampule, like a, a jar of water, pour it on your head and make you repeat a phrase over and over again before they bestow their knowledge upon you. Uh-huh. Um, I'm talking about the other one. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> the other national film registry. Uh, I think I've been reading the wrong kind of books a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you have to read them like backwards and like, yes, yeah, so backmasking the yeah. backmasking section? Yes, you love rock and you love rock or not? Hell, Satan. Ah, <laughs> uh, sweet, sweet Satan. So <laughs> there's a part of the Library of Congress called the National Film Registry, and they're dedicated. They have a mission, and I'm going to read that. I'm going to read right now. Their mission is uh, to ensure the survival conservation and increased public availability of America's film heritage. Okay. So what does that bring to mind? That, that to me is, it brings to mind the fact that they want to catalog film that has impacted American heritage and preserve it. Right. Okay. Sure. We're there. That's, that's what we got. Right. Um, you gotta forgive me. I'm still thinking about the one exposed breast women's it's, it's rough. I'll, I'll expunge it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, um, so can you just? I, I'm I'm gonna quiz you. I, I guess I'm not gonna really quiz you. I just want to ask your opinion. What um, can you can you name a couple of films that you think are are on this registry list? The the films that you feel might have been put into the National Film Registry that is going to contribute to American film heritage. Just throw out a movie. Well, there's probably some of the obvious ones like Casablanca. Ah, okay. Well, let me look on the list and see where Casablanca is. Is Casablanca one of them? I'm almost there. Casablanca, yes, 1942. It was inducted in 1989 to be part of the National Film Registry. Can you, wow, that took a while. Toss another one. Toss another one. Uh, Citizen Kane. I'm going to go with the obvious ones. Citizen Kane. Let's see. Citizen Kane. Yep, there it is. Uh, 1941 inducted in 1989. Now, when I say inducted, um, I mean that there is a group of people, probably uh, white men, that um, in, in, and they vote on this. Kind of like what we wanted to do uh, with oh, our, the, vault. the vault, where we wanted to take the... <laughs> Dredging up the past on that one. <laughs> We wanted these films to be part of our vault of movies that we, this would be our national film registry. It would be. <laughs> and we are a pair of white men. So That's it works. Right. Yeah. So there's probably like this, a bunch of like older white men that smoke cigars and drink. Hey, hey we're not that old. I, I'm not that You're old. over 40. Damn it. Actually, That's not you, old. That's not old. You've been turning all. 29 for the last 11 years. Um, okay. Just indulge one more time. Okay. Uh, just go out on a limb. Just go like, don't, of, even, don't even, don't even pick a movie that don't do the obvious ones. Don't do like the obvious Casablanca or Citizen Kane. Give me, throw something out there. Just something wackadoo. Just, uh, dumb and dumber. All right. Let's go see dumb and dumber. Let's see if dumb and dumber made the list. It did not oh. make the list. Dumb and dumber. Let's see Dumbo. And right so, below that is E.T. the extraterrestrial space balls. I'm going to go down to Spaceballs. Let's see. It's going to take me a second because I got the split screen going here. Spaceballs, Spaceballs. Um, space. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Uh, let's see. No Spaceballs. All right. I got one last one. You got to Give me one, one last one. Yep. Um, oh, what was, uh, Animal House. At the top. Like, like I got to wonder if the Animal House is in there, then. No actual comedies are in there. I'm sorry. Okay, hold on. Hold on. 
Nope, no Animal House. But People. hold on. Let let's. I, I'm I'm about to I'm about to redeem it a little bit. You ready? Hold on. It's gonna be some bullshit like some like a hotter in there. Some hold on. crap like that. Airplane. Okay. It's in there. Airplane is here. Okay. Okay. That okay. We're, we're 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 bringing the nose up. We're not it's, completely yeah. in the dive here. I like what you did there. Airplane hit, nose up. Yeah. Oh, I got Let me hit you another one. Alien. See All now, right. I would have said that, but I thought that I, I actually did think that would be an obvious one. I thought there's okay. absolutely aliens. All right. In there. Back to the future. Yeah. That okay. Makes sense. Let, let's 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 bring it around again. I I'm gonna um. I'm going to just uh, pick another one. Let's let's find one that uh, I saw one the other day that really was like, wow, that made it. But it's cool. Um, let's see. Uh, the Goonies. Oh, God. Yeah. Goodfellas. Gone with the Wind. OK. OK. You know, Godfather. Godfather. There's, there's one from my list. I have well, never seen Goodfellas. You should you should you should actually see that right now. I should right now. Stop and watch it. All right. Here we okay. go. How was that? That was amazing. Joe Pesci yeah. is my spirit animal. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to hit you with another one. Groundhog Day. Yep. See, now, I've always thought Groundhog Day was overemphasized in pop culture. Maybe because the idea was original, but the comedy was fine, not amazing in my mind. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Lawrence of Arabia. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, you got, you got mixed of old and new. Mm-hmm. Or I say new. I mean, you know, how new is Airplane and Groundhog Day and all that? Uh, Malfax. Um, MASH, the movie, is in there. Memento. Mm. Okay. So, you you following me? You following, sure. like, this This is the National Film Registry, right? This yeah. is, you know, they are cataloging some movies of American heritage that uh, is going, it's going to affect movies to come, right? Right? We good? You 13 naked women with ampules of water? Can't be wrong. Saving Private Ryan. L.A. Confidential. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just just the first one? Just the first one. <laughs> of course. Oh, okay, now that we've established this, okay. I'm about ready to fucking pitch this airplane into a nosedive. Oh, God. Blow the whole thing up, okay? Oh, God. I want you to take a guess what the last film... That was in not not the last one that was inducted because there have been that have been some inducted since then. The newest movie to be inducted into the National Film Registry mm-hmm. that is cataloging films pertaining to American heritage. The newest movie inducted is oh Jesus! Um, now I gotta try to think the most off the wall, craziest, dumbest one. Um, you you tell me when you want a, a hint. I got a I got a perfect hint ready to draw out like elbow off the top turnbuckle. Ah! That was that was not a hint. <laughs> However, the hint that I will give you is like a Jimmy Superfly Snooker. What the wrestler? Yeah. How many Jimmy Superfly Snookers are there? No, I mean the movie. The like... Oh no. <laughs> no, that's not the hint. <laughs> Wait, that guy's a wrestler? What did he do? He was a congressman, right? Okay. The newest movie. Inducted into the National Film Registry. You want to hint, or do you want to throw one out there? I mean, I want to say something like I want to say something like the Avengers or something like that, just because the nerd in me wants to be triumphant. But no, Iron Man two. No, because they had what's his name and who was in the wrestling. Okay, never mind. Sorry, that was <laughs> very bad. Um, wait. So was the Jimmy Superfly Snooker the hint? No, that okay, is what's the hint? that is 
That is what this hint is going to do. Oh, okay. Give me the hint. Give me the hint. Gay cowboys. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> is that actually a hint? Can you call something that gives it away a hint? Of course. I guess if you don't say the title. All right. Brokeback Mountain. Yes. 2005 Brokeback Mountain. And that's the last one. 2005. So 14 years ago. So is that where we peaked with Brokeback Mountain? I guess so. Wow. <laughs> There has not been a film in the last 14 years inducted into the National Film Registry. I believe it. That sounds about right. Really? <laughs> the, the state of the culture has gone all the way downhill at this point. They keep having meetings. Who's they? The white men. <laughs> oh, my God. So that means they get together every time say, anything this year? No, fuck. It's all shit. All right. <laughs> Good yeah. to see you. Have some what? cake. We'll see you. Because white dudes eat cake. That's the way it works. Okay. And, and now. All I'm, our I'm, meetings, we have cake. I'm going to fix it all for you. I'm going to fix it all because last year the shining was inducted. So that's okay. That's, that's all you not, need. That's not the newest movie. That is not the newest movie. Last year they inducted uh, the 1980 version of the shining, mm. which so not the <laughs> made for TV version that sucked ass no. What? or Dr. Sleep, the forthcoming sequel to Ooh. the shining. You excited for that? I guess so. I mean, it's, so no? it's not going <laughs> to, it's, I think the, I think if you ever answer, are you excited that for with? I guess so. The answer is actually no. Well, I mean, it's not it's not Kubrick, and it's not going to have. I don't How know. Do you know, he well, signed the fucking document in the Library of Congress too. His soul was forfeit. They could dredge his ass back out, reanimate him. Boom, good to go. I get. I I I guess so. If he could fake the moon landing, he could do that. Die Hard, of course, he could do that too. Superman, Superman, Jimmy Snooker. Uh, let me let me see let me let me just kind of give you i'm gonna give you a, a a quick rundown of the 80s movies that are in the national film registry okay then when you're done i have a question for you okay, okay? so let, right. let me get to the 80s stand by stand by we're in the 40s 50s 60s 70s uh close encounters of the third kind of course almost didn't get made you know he lied steven spielberg lied about the budget for close encounters how much it was going to cost the film but lied to the studio yep and they had to pull money from all kinds of places. Uh, <laughs> Ask forgiveness, to... affirmation. That's right. And he was basically like, I'm fucking Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. uh, go fuck yourself. And it ended up being nominated for almost every award possible. But whatever. I just heard something recently that Steven Spielberg was going to make a werewolf movie with the people that made the howling or something. Mm. But it fell through and he used the elements of that to make the gremlins. <laughs> oh, so there you go. Uh, I'm going to start out in 1980 with the Empire Strikes Back, and I'm going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, E.T., Blade Runner, um, A Christmas Story, nice. uh, Ghostbusters, uh, The Terminator, mm, This is Spinal Tap, The Goonies, The Breakfast Club, Back to the Future, Top Gun, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, of course there's more, I'm just skipping over some, The Princess Bride, Die Hard, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, Field of Dreams, yeah, whatever. Mm. Uh, and that's it for the 80s, like big, like, yeah. Uh, actually, um, did I say I must have skipped over uh, Groundhog Day? No, that was a 90s movie, wasn't it? No, John Hughes, no, uh, yeah, Breakfast Club. Oh, do you say Breakfast Club? I didn't... Yeah, okay, but yeah, Groundhog Day was uh, 1993. So Jurassic yeah. Park, Schindler's List, Lion King, Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. I mean, of course, Fargo. Mm -hmm. Wait, Fargo was nineties. Yes, ninety six. I was I was kicking it. With oh yeah, yeah. I, I'd gone. What about, sorry. Yeah, I'm Big Lebowski, Saving Private Ryan, Matrix, 
Memento. So, I mean, they've got movies in there to me that make perfect sense. And then, you know, then they stop. Mm. Virtually nothing from the 2000s. Memento was 2000. In the Arms of Strangers was 2000. Decesia, it's a documentary. 2002, 13 Lakes, 2004, Brokeback Mountain, 2005. They must have some sort of criteria for... Probably a bunch of old dudes that are like, yeah, this was a movie that came out in my youth. Fuck it. Yeah. But Which you is... see what, yeah, you, you see what <laughs> I'm saying is that they put two, you know, schmucks in there like us to right. make the National Film Registry, and all of a sudden we've got a list that's a thousand movies long, and then we're like, yeah, anybody disagrees, you can fight us. <laughs> we're training for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's your question? Hit me with a question. Is on this list is Doctor Strange Love on it? How I learned to live. How how I learned to love the bomb is that it? Oh, yeah, Doctor Strange Love or how I learned stop how I stop worrying and learn learn to love the bomb. I think is a full title. What never, year did that come out? I want to say in the fifties. It's a Kubrick one again. Yeah, was it the fifties? Uh, maybe maybe the sixties. It's black and white. I never saw the whole thing. I saw parts. Let's see, ah, I'm gonna go back to alphabetical. That's what I'm gonna do because oh, yeah, it's probably a lot easier. Computers. Do you think Doctor is Dr. or I think it is. I I really do think it's Dr. Um, nope. Oh yeah, there it is. Doctor Strange. There it is. Yeah, 1964. It deserves to be because it is, in many people's eyes, the quintessential dark comedy. Ah. <laughs> Doctor Strange Love or. How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, more commonly known as Dr. Strangelove, is a 1964 political satire black comedy film that satirizes mm. the Cold War, fears of a nuclear conflict between the Soviet Union and the United States. There you go. What is a so, dark comedy? Dark comedy. I wanted to get this out of the way first because in a lot of people's uh, parlance, they call it black comedy. Do I always like calling it dark comedy just because black comedy, you get confused. Like, are we talking about a gallows humor or are we talking about like Friday? You know, because it does it. Is it starring black people or made by black people? So I think dark comedy fits it better, like a little less confusing if when you start talking about it, especially when you talk mm-hmm. about TV shows and like, oh, black comedy. Yeah, I like the Jeffersons. You know, yeah, people get confused. So, yeah, I got you. I got you. So dark comedy, even though when you look it up, you'll see them interchanged all the time. Black comedy, dark comedy. And to be fair, originally the term was black comedy, you know, when it was first coined and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's our topic for today is dark comedy. So when I say yeah. dark comedy, what do you think of? Um, I think of a a movie with not necessarily horror or thriller, but it's designed to invoke uh, a feeling of dread, maybe. <laughs> uh, the like the types of movies that you'd you'd watch with a, a horror or a thriller. Um, however, there's an aspect of comedy that, like I know I've already said it, Fargo. I yeah. feel is a dark comedy. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Cable Guy is a dark comedy. And I remember watching Cable Guy back when it first came out, thinking to myself, this is only a, called a comedy because uh, Ace Ventura is in it. Yeah, exactly. Jim Carrey's in it. I guess it's got to be a comedy. Yeah. Like he was riding high on Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that. And all of a sudden he comes out with Cable Guy and it's got his goofy, like, yeah, I, oh. I always remember that. The, what was it? I saw the movie one time. I actually didn't care for it all that much, but it's got that one scene where it's like a dream sequence, and he's got these fucked up eyeballs, like the contacts in or something. And he's creeping around, mm-hmm. and he's goofy, but he's still super creepy at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I would call that a dark comedy. Yeah. Fargo is probably the prime example for me. I mean, mm-hmm. because I 
I know that we're going to get into it a little bit and you're probably going to mention some stuff that I didn't even think of, but Fargo is you're following, in my opinion, you're following this gentleman who just keeps digging a hole for himself and people are dying. There's, you know, there's murder. He's on the hook for, you know, attempting to have his wife killed or, Mm -hmm. or, or kidnapped at least. And like the themes in it are more like what you'd expect from, like a horror or uh, right murder and death and cover up and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wood chip body in a wood chipper kind of thing. But then it's got these real simple like laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, well, I was going to get to this later, but I'll, I'll start off with this. So if you want to pin it down, like a real definition of dark comedy, black humidity, black humidity, black humidity, <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's when you start sweating oil. It's it's bad. No, it's a, it's a basically it talks about the difference between black or dark comedy and all the different ones. Uh, if you look on uh, Wikipedia, it's basically they say makes light of subject matter that is generally considered taboo, uh, normally considered serious or painful to discuss. They what writers use it, comedians use it for exploring vulgar issues to provoke discomfort and serious thought, mm-hmm. as well as amusement. Uh, death, violence, discrimination, disease, sexuality are common topics that brought up in dark comedies as opposed to blue comedies, which are just nudity, sex, body fluids, like your sex rap movies, like American mm-hmm. Pie or Porky's or something. Yep. You know, or just milk toast comedies, like, you know, the family friendly bullshit that's out there. But, you know, you have, if, you, if you're talking about adult comedies, you should talk blue or black. Blue is just like, you know, the bodily fluids and the sex. The raunchiness, black comedies, you can have not a bit of nudity, but you'll still have people dying and you'll have, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, of course, for all things movies, I went to IMDb to find a list just to give people ideas of things that are considered black comedy. Mm-hmm. If you'll indulge me. Uh, just kind of going down in Bruges. Did you ever see that with Colin Farrell? No, it's pretty good. I think it had Peter Dinklage in, if I remember right. I it might I might just be being a racist here because I had a midget and I might just be getting confused. But uh, that's like a hit man that's had a uh, a uh, crisis of conscience and stuff like that. It's actually pretty good. Um, Burn after reading a Coen Brothers one, which I actually yeah. thought was great. Another I, you know like Fargo. I I actually remember reading it and not liking it. I'm uh, not reading it. I watched it and and didn't like it. Um, that's George Clooney, right? George Clooney, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt, Francis McDermott. Yeah. God, I don't know what it was because it was like a really good cast. It was, it was, there was some bizarre imagery in that. Like the, he's building this bicycle in his basement. That yeah, with a like dildo a, coming out. Dildo attached to the seat or something. It was like, it was weird. And, well, uh, it just so, it takes you by surprise. It's like, it's all about these spies that are bad at it. They're just horrible. At one point, like Brad Pitt's this like aerobics instructor and he's skulking around George Clooney's house for some reason. And he's hiding in the closet and George Clooney opens it up and you see Brad Pitt going, like holding his hands up, like, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be in your house. And but George Clooney's like the spy and he's freaking out, oh my god, just boom. She's yeah, Brad Pitt in the middle of the fucking face. Yeah. And you're like, and you're sitting there watching going, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the hell just happened? <clears throat> and it just goes it's like a, at the end, who is it? The guy that plays um J. Jonah Jameson, the, the original Spider-Man movies. I always forget his name. He's like the head boss that the CIA is. This guy's yep. reporting him of everything that happens. And the guy, and, he, and the, the boss goes like, so what are we taking away from this? And the guy goes, 
I don't know. I think it's just like a lot of stuff that happened. <laughs> and the guy's like, all right. And that's it. And that's the end of the movie. And that's that's the point of it, is that there is no point. Just some randomly stupid fucked up things happened to a lot of people. A lot of people died, you know, shit like that. It was I thought it was I was I remember seeing I was on a date and my date she did not appreciate it whatsoever. And I yep. thought it was great. You're over there <laughs> I laughing. Loved it. Yeah. It was I was laughing. I was I was like, wow. And she's like, so dumb. And I'm like, okay, this is yeah. the problem. Not gonna work out. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so I had to go off on that one. But um throw him out from the train, which I never saw. Right there in the really? title, it's about trying to kill somebody. <laughs> you never saw Throw Mama from the Train? No, it's, it came out when I was, it's 87, so I was nine years old, yeah. and I just never got around to seeing it. It had, uh, had the mother from the Goonies. Right. Yeah. Danny DeVito and... Uh, yep. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, yeah. Yep. Fargo's on it, of course. Um, Pulp Fiction, which, fuck you, that is definitely a dark comedy, because there are some funny-ass moments in that movie. I'm sorry. I would agree. I... I would agree there's some laughs. And I right here right now, I don't know why I said fuck you. I'm not sure who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, the, I'm not contentious for no reason. Uh, the audience, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, anybody listening that doesn't agree, it's it's a comedy. When he accidentally shoots fucking, what's his name in the face in the backseat? Uh, when they're arguing. Yeah, Marvin. When they're when they're arguing over, like, you got to have an opinion. <laughs> when he fucking blows his head off. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. It, it, oh, it's a comedy. There's definite comedic elements in there. I agree. Um, Doctor Strange was on there. Snatch. I love Snatch. That movie, a lot of a lot of guys dying, all that shit. But that movie is top notch. I love that. You ever see Snatch? Yeah, I did. I the, there was a whole Guy Ritchie like trilogy, maybe that came yeah, out. Snatch around. and Layer Cake and yep. I think another one. There was a third one. I'm pretty Although sure. I'm not sure so sure Layer Cake would be dark comedy. I don't. I don't know. It's at a funny angle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, love that. It's a great. It's all about diamond heist and Brad Pitt is actually really good at dark comedy. Yeah, because Fight Club's on the list too, which you know, Fight Club has to be Fight Club has to be in the National Film Registry. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it! It better be. Fight Club is one of the best movies that's ever been made. Oh yeah, Uh, more Tarantino and Glorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, I would say, yeah, because the main cast keeps... And we keep going back to death, but it doesn't always have to be death. But that's usually a good sign. Yeah, let, um, let me see if I can find a list. Because I, I know that there's um, War of the Roses. War of the Roses, yep. That's about bad relationships. I don't think... Is there death in that one? Oh, yeah, they both die at the end. Got it. I've been it's been forever since I've like they, they crushed by a chandelier they're, they're hanging from a chandelier and oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 still i don't know i said it before i gotta say it again one of the funniest scenes i've ever seen in my life is when he flings the care off the chat off flings the cat off the chair yeah <laughs> uh I, I've, I've i've looked for that online like on youtube i can't find it and i, I know it's burning my mind uh zombie land uh that one is borderline for me because there's definitely death but it's not unexpected fucked up death because it's it's more comedy than black comedy yeah i think zombie land is a straight up comedy it's more right. yeah i would put as much as like people and uh, things die i would still put that more in just a regular comedy zone than black comedy right than dark comedy because it's not tragic like some of the you have to have an element of tragedy in there to be a dark comedy well also. spoiler alert bill Moore, bill murray dies okay that's that's both the most tragic thing that happens in the movie otherwise that- doesn't he well, doesn't he die in that new Ghostbusters movie? I never saw it, but the uh, remake Ghostbusters. 
I don't remember. I, I remember watching it, but I don't remember anything from that movie. I didn't, I did not retain anything other than there's a scene where she farts or something. She's like, did you smell that? Or something like that. And she's like, it didn't come from my ass or something. I don't remember. I, I just got You got to remember the fart scene. Yeah. Of always. Um, Barton Fink's on there, which. Oh uh, my God. Don't even get me effing yeah. started on that. <laughs> like, I feel like if the Coen brothers movie, they're just going to put it on there. But one's on the list that is. Not a dark comedy, I wouldn't say, until the end, which has one of the best dark comedic moments, I feel, in all of cinema, Life of Brian. Oh, I am I was, again, trying to confuse that with the meaning of life. <laughs> I think that's like <laughs> the fifth time on this podcast. <laughs> I've been Easy thinking enough. about the Life of Brian, and then Life of Brian is the one where uh, he's actually... Um, like Jesus is born in the manger next to him or something like that. Yeah. He's like kind of co-tailing Jesus entire life. Doesn't know it. He's yeah. kind of there. So people confuse him at one point for Messiah and it goes real bad. And yeah, but the end he's up on the cross being crucified with like a whole legion of people. And that's when um, Eric Idle starts singing, always look on the bright side of life. He's, and that's, that's Jesus. That is dark comedy right there where they're being fucking crucified and they're singing the most upbeat fucking song of the planet. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I just gotta do it. And it's great. It's the greatest moment. It's like perfect. And it's the quintessential dark comedy moment. Although for me, when I think dark comedies, and it's it's always on the list. I'm not going to be sure it's anybody's number one. But Very Bad Things came out in 98. Yeah, I remember. That's Jeremy Piven. Christian uh, Slater. John Favreau. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Diaz. It's great. It's a great movie. It's hilarious and it's messed up. Yeah. But that's when I, let's see, what was that? I was like 20 when that came out. And that's when I first became aware of dark comedy as a genre. Like I heard it, I read about a review and I heard people describe it as this is a dark comedy. I'm like, oh, okay. Dark comedy is a thing, like a separate thing. Like I'd always been aware of like fucked up comedies. Mm -hmm. Raising Arizona was one of my favorite movies. And I, I would say that's definitely a dark comedy. Yeah. And, that's uh kidnapping that's not necessarily although the motorcycle guy at the end the motorcycle he, guy blows up yeah he blows up but that's you know not, that's not the that's not what makes it funny no that's not what makes it funny it's the element but it's tragic like these these two people down and out they want a kid yeah. they can't have a kid so... I'm barren <laughs> yeah i'm not yeah. saying no that's the tragedy jeez i'm not a monster of course god i'm not usually some, okay sometimes i'm not a monster yeah. some, sometimes yeah. most I can hide it. Anyways, yeah, it's it's like they're kidnapping a kid, and it's a farce when they're kidnapping the kids because they're all loose and running and crawling around. It's all like you might as well have the Benny Hill music playing in the background, right? And right. Kidnapping a fucking kid out of his cradle—that's dark, dude. I'll be taking <laughs> and these it's here. Funny. I'll be taking these here huggies and whatever cash you have in the register. Son, you got a panty on your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh that whole scene of him running from the cops oh, that yeah. scene, uh, i love that I he's love robbing it. a store oh it's great Cohen's but brother. but this is why okay so i'm gonna I'm, i was gonna save to the end because i don't want to pat ourselves on the back too hard but fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna read this thing i found where was it according to a new study published in the journal cognitive processing well wow so legit your reaction could indicate your intelligence in the paper, a team of psychologists concludes that people who appreciate dark humor, defined as humor which treats sinister subjects like death, disease, deformity, handicap, or warfare with bitter amusement, and presents such tragic, distressing, or morbid topics in humorous terms, people who appreciate that, 
have higher IQs, show lower aggression, and resist negative feelings more effectively than people who turn up people who turn up their noses at it. Hmm. So congratulations. If you listen to us, listen to us talking about all these movies and you're sitting there going, I don't like any of those. Low you're IQ. And you're violent. You're dumb and you're violent and you're lowbrow. You're lowbrow. Oh, you're dumb, you're violent, and you're depressed. I don't want to tell you. Yeah. I feel bad for you. You uh, just give it up. But there's something to that. And I'm going to be elitist again because this is what I do apparently. When you think of the, you know, the white trash hillbilly hick sitting in his trailer park watching shit on his TV, what do you picture him watching? Because it ain't raising Arizona, man. It ain't it's Fight Club. It ain't... It's what? Infomercials. Yeah, sure. But I'm like, what's he laughing at? He's laughing at the slapstick comedies, which don't get me wrong, I'll laugh at too. But he's not laughing at fucking read after burning, burn after reading. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read, read after, after burning. burning, you know. Yeah. Once you know. Out the flames, yeah. See what you can find. That's what they do actually at the Library of Congress. You have to <laughs> uh, you have to burn something and then read the tea leaves. The, the, that's in one section. The other section they actually light you on fire. You you have to read while you're burning. Yeah, you got to run to the naked chicks and let them put you out with their water. But yeah, this is my elitist rant for today. It takes it takes a certain amount of intelligence to peel back the layers and see the absurdity and to recognize it as absurdity and to be able to laugh at it rather than just see it as its surface element of that's fucked up. That dude died. Why would that be funny? Well, okay, it's funny because you got to see the elements that went into it and how ridiculous it is and what it kind of stands for, shit like that. Mm-hmm. That is that is what makes it a dark comedy, and that's why discerning people enjoy the dark comedy. So now, as you're listening, go out there, flower your mind. Have yourself a laugh. Have yourself a laugh. So what do you got? Do you have anything that I didn't mention that's like sticking in your craw? Like, okay, this one belongs on the list too. Well, have you ever seen the movie Gunshy? No. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Real quick. Rubber on the list. Oh, you know what? Rubber is more than just a dark comedy. Oh, it's more than every. It is everything. It It's everything and nothing at the same time. That is <laughs> yep. I, I meta, but not aware of itself at the same time. It's insane. It is a film student's wet dream. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I guarantee we all we both know plenty of people that would watch and go. What the fuck did I just see? Yeah. Whereas people like you and I and Rob, shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's Absolutely a great love it. It's about a tire that rolls around the desert killing people. And if and spying on naked girls in the shower for spying, some reason. Spying at naked girls in the shower and going on a murderous spree. It is while an audience watches them and is aware that they're watching a movie, but they're in the movie. I I love it. It's insane. And you can watch it and I can watch it. And of the things that we've described, we can sit there and, and talk about that movie for an hour and come away with like, did you see this part? What did that make you think of? <laughs> yeah. You know? And have no real answers. No, there are no real answers. There are no answers. That's no. the point. It God. just exists. Yeah. And the world I, is better for it. I love the scene uh, with the, with the police officer getting the glass of water. I'm gonna see if I can do that. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm actually gonna see if I can ruin our podcast and find <laughs> and play it for the audience. Hold on. That'll just... be a test of YouTube's algorithms. Can they even the movie Rubber? Can it grab? Well, while you do with that, uh, let me see here. There was something else. I. Um, yeah, the results of the study were remarkably consistent. Participants who both comprehended and enjoyed the dark humor jokes showed higher IQs, less aggressive, 
aggressive tendencies. Incidentally, participants who least like the humor showed the highest levels of aggression and the worst moods of the bunch. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can. I I'm gonna see if I can do this. It might ruin it. I might have to cut this out, but I'm not even going to give context. Just understand that this is a police officer. Let's let's see if it works. Hold on. <laughs> Stop. I have a dead body. Look at toy alligator. Okay. Why? Hey, kids. I tell ya, it's an order. Now point it at me and shoot. Doug, don't think. I don't think what's up. It's not real. You understand? Every is fake. Now do you believe? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I have to apologize because that wasn't even the scene I wanted to show, but I love that scene. That oh, is great. But that's, uh, that encapsulates the movie. Like, that's the audience that's been watching it. That's. That's they're in, in the movie, but they're watching the movie. It's that, crazy. That's yeah, that's in the movie. <laughs> so wait, what's the scene you wanted to show? Just the scene I wanted to show is when he when the audience is he he's like in the car and he hands a glass of water and he's like, Why am I doing this? He's like the only one in the movie that gets it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. But I think this is it. All right. This is definitely it. Hold on. I, I really have to apologize because now I found it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go do it. This is perfect. We actually give examples of what we're talking about. Just a description. There's a police officer coming out of the trunk of a car for no reason. And he just grabbed a glass of water out of a car for no reason. <laughs> and Oliver's <laughs> the excellent bipolar. You probably life. Why can't we no Why are we always thinking no reason? Why do some people love sausages and other people hate sausage? No fucking power. Anyway, that's, it, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's like he's trying to give you a message, but the message doesn't make sense because some of that shit definitely has a reason. So, well, <laughs> what the fuck did the point? You know, right? And of course, in the movie JFK, yeah, the person killed by a stranger for <laughs> no, no reason. reason. Well, it actually happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why was the pianist hiding? No reason. He could play the piano. I mean, it's it's. Like it's like he's trying to give you a message of what the movie is, but even the message is fucking ridiculous because the message doesn't make sense. Right. Well, but then because the message doesn't make sense, it also has to. It's insane. Right. Well, <laughs> the thing of it is, is since nobody could see it, it's a police officer, and they it's he's just gets out of the trunk of a car for no reason. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll say for no reason. He gets out of the trunk of a car. He grabs a glass of water from the driver through the window for no reason, and then he's breaking the fourth wall talking to the audience but then it pulls back and he's not actually talking to you he's talking to this other group of people that are watching the movie standing there and mm -hmm. they they watch this movie play out in front of them as if they're a live audience but which once again in case you forgot is about a tire a car tire that comes to life and kills people okay go on <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just the whole thing is a study in style he says it right yeah like, it's all because of style. And then he pours the water out and he drives away. <laughs> and it's just, it's this, I don't know. It, yeah. This is what I'm going to say. If you care about movies in any way, shape or form, watch rubber, mm -hmm. find somebody to talk to about it. Now, yes, I'm, I'm going to say probably 99.9% .9 of the people that are listening to this, Chuddy, that means you. You're probably going to. <laughs> Chud, Chud is 99.9% .9 of the people just in volume. Uh, if, if you can just find the strength to sit and watch that movie, it is going to be one of the hardest things that you do because it is 
it's going to feel like the biggest waste of time until you watch that movie and then talk to somebody. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the movie is like, oh my God, that was such a great movie. <laughs> but rubber is a dark comedy. Yes. I mean, once again, a lot of people dying, a lot of absurdity, a lot of like sexual tension, like, you know, the voyeurism, you know, shit like, like subjects that don't find their way into most comedies. That's dark comedy. So switching gears, what do you consider dark, com- dark comedic, dark comedy TV shows? Oh, that's a really good question. I, because I think they're two different, almost two different categories. Because you're not gonna, you're gonna find some of that, and I'll get to it in a little bit when I. But most TV shows fall into a different flavor of dark comedy. You get some of the like the death and the weirdness like that. But TV shows almost necessarily have to be different if they're gonna be dark, just because they they keep going, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't kill off all the main characters real quick in weird ways. You're going to have to drag it out. So you're going to have to have, find darkness in another aspect. The Walking Dead, just because it's laughable. <laughs> but it's still a TV show. How did I know you're going to say that? I should have guessed. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. Until you probably tell me one example, I can't sit here and tell you what I think is a dark comedy. Well, there's a couple that spring to mind immediately. Um, for me, at least. And that is South Park, Family Guy. Like some of these yeah animated ones because they can get away with it even like american dad i do not put simpsons in that category and i'll tell you why later on but sort of but family guy um south park especially rick and morty i know i know you haven't gotten into that but these have they're funny as shit especially in their primes they're funny as hell and they are dark as fuck they get into and especially south i keep saying especially south park does not know when to say no. They will get into every subject: abortion, you know, religion, death easily, mm-hmm. rape, uh, everything, everything under the sun. And they will make fun of it, and they, you will laugh about you know racism, whatever. You will laugh about it. Like they have no shame. In fact, they're, I would say South Park is a darker comedy than most movies are dark dark comedies. I can see that. Um, but like regular TV shows, they'll have things like uh, let's see, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Okay um yeah i i can see where you're getting that but that's basically that i guess that depends on how you watch it because on the surface that's just a a brain dead show i love that show i yeah one of my all-time favorites but it's it's kind of just like a turn off your brain and watch the show because it's going to be stupid shit but i mean then they 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 take on like hitler and there's some stuff in there i can see sure um they put like breaking bad on there which i i'm sorry no it might have a couple episodes that have a couple chuckles but for the most part that's not a comedy right yeah Uh, malcolm in the middle i suppose but here's what i found let's see here uh i think i got rid of it okay anyways i I remember it so it was talking about tv shows the this random thing i found talked about the elements that make up a dark comedy tv show and it is especially like an ongoing serialized show Mm-hmm. It is characters that never learn their lesson. They never evolve. They never grow, which is why I don't put Simpsons in that category. <clears throat> because even though every week they, they reset to zero and they start over the same problems, mm-hmm. they usually do, like especially in the Golden Age version, learn a lesson. Homer learns not to piss Marge off in quite the same way. Lisa learns not to be insufferable. Bart learns to have a heart. You know, stuff like they They, they have a little bit of an arc usually for these episodes, except for the episodes where they actually do say, what was the lesson we were supposed to learn? I don't know. A bunch of stuff happened. That was actually one episode. But <laughs> I, I've got one, uh, and it's I don't know how it's going to fit, but we can at least talk about it. Is uh, kids in the hall? Okay, yeah. 
like some of these sketch comedy ones definitely do get to like messed up territories yeah kids in the hall definitely is dark um in a way that i would not say snl is right but kids in the hall was on hbo so they they had a lot more freedom to do some you know talk about anal probing and uh (laughs) right you know stuff like that that's that's really the best example i have for uh dark comedy on television other than the ones that you've well now i guess i'm gonna quiz you push you a little bit quiz you Mm-hmm. When I say, <clears throat> and this is what I talked about before we started, like I'm going to go a place you probably don't expect, but then you're going to be like, why didn't I expect it? Mm-hmm. When I say TV shows, think sitcoms that have characters that don't evolve. Arrested what do you come development. With? Arrested development and, oh, come on. <laughs> what TV show ended with the characters pretty much in the exact same place they started? In fact, I it know. ended on the, I there know. we go. I, <laughs> I And I... I actually clicked off of it. I didn't mean to, but I, I had a hope there was a whole article that was purely about how Seinfeld and the rest of development were the two kings of dark comedy for yeah, TV. And, and I'll say that part of that is because Jerry and the gang are such shallow people. <laughs> so really quick for all the people out there that has still haven't gotten sick of us talking about Seinfeld and the rest of development, <laughs> strap in because we're doing it again. <laughs> well, definitely Arrested Development. Those those people don't. I mean, they evolve in a way that doesn't evolve. <laughs> like yeah, they exactly. are exactly like like the three prime seasons, not kind of the Netflix seasons, which have, like I said, have their moments. But I want to shunt them to the side, even though they do still fall into this pattern. But Arrested Development actually literally almost does end in the same place it began on a boat with the whole harbor party thing going on. Like yep. exactly, almost almost exactly the same place. Nobody has learned a goddamn thing. <laughs> Nobody is better. Nobody has approved their lives. They're all right where they began, and it's brilliant. They can't put a married couple in prison for the same crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst fucking lawyers. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh. I might start I might start watching that again, like from the beginning. And because I still haven't seen the last season on netflix yeah i've been resistant because people have been giving it such bad reviews and i don't want to feel bad about it but it's not it, it, i'll say this it doesn't make me regret watching it and it's not the worst thing i've ever seen and it definitely has the, the season five is better than season four not great but better not a candle to the original three yeah so if you're ever if you've heard us ad nauseum drone on and on about arrested development and you've ever gotten to your head to maybe give it a try but you don't want to do that big a time commitment just watch the first three seasons and end it there. You're fine. You're fine. Yes. You're not missing a whole hell of a no, lot. You're better than fine. You're a better person. You're 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 gonna improve your life. You're gonna be smarter, be happier, and be healthier. Probably. If you've never watched the original three seasons of Arrested Development, you are stunted in your the way you view the world. If you then watch those three seasons, it's it's like I don't know, transcendental meditation. <laughs> like you're you're ascending to a new plane. You are ascending to another <laughs> level. A hundred percent. You are a better person for watching Arrested Development. Plus, you learned the medicinal properties of honey, which is made by bees. Beads? Bees. Bees. Papa Bear. Papa Bear likes the sunny. <laughs> I never got to see my bee operation get off the ground. Uh, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> And once again, someday we're gonna have to put the last episodes of our side podcast up there. I'm just saying. Yeah, we only did like three or four of those, right? Yeah, it's enough to for a lost episode. Yeah, one day. Anyway, or jump back into it. Just say no. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, jeez. 
find the time for that. Yeah, no. But yeah, Seinfeld, Arrested Development, Curb Your Enthusiasm, same vein. Mm-hmm. But and then, and when you look at all these TV shows, all of a sudden in Philadelphia, South Park, you know, even the cartoon ones. Yes, these are full of people that have have no character arcs. They have no evolution. They don't go anywhere. I have a show that bucks the trend on that. Psych. Mm. Have you ever watched any of Psych? A little bit. Okay. There's a death in every episode. <laughs> and it skirts dark humor, but it is not a dark comedy. It actually is... Oh, it's like this retro... Like Almost every episode contains some sort of 80s reference upbeat music, uh, challenging relationships between son and father, uh, best friends go on like cool, uh, missions together. Uh, you know, love interest. That's not really a love interest, you know, uh, awkward. Mm -hmm. And he solves, he solves murders. Essentially the main character, uh, Sean Spencer solves murders. And there seems to be, it's formulaic. There's a murder in every episode. He's got to find out who the killer is, yada, yada, yada. Um, That's not what makes the show. Mm -hmm. Like, it it could be, he could be solving uh, X-Files, or he could be solving other things other than murders, and it would still be a great show. But it's it's a comedy about death that's not a dark comedy. And I don't know how to explain it other than if you watch a few episodes, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. That's a great show. Anybody that hasn't watched Psych, go watch it. So, like the death is something to get past instead of the point, maybe. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a like we need a te- detective show. Detective shows don't work without a murder, so we gotta right. have to put one in. He could be a pet detective, or he could be there's there's like a million things he could be a detective of, as long as he's pretending to be a psychic who's really just a mentalist that has a you know he photographic memory and can put clues together better than your average detective and he's uh a layabout i guess is the best way to put it if you're a child of the 80s you need to see the tv show psych because it is rife with 80s references as a matter of fact it it devolved into a show about 80s references (laughs) it's okay that's okay because it's good but if if you were watching it for anything other than that if you know fans probably lost it in the last few seasons because it just it almost got like ridiculous with easter eggs about 80s stuff that oh my god let's go let's get on with something you know i loved it because i'm nostalgic that way Mm -hmm. i can see where other people might be like seriously you're gonna spoof the breakfast club seriously (laughs) you're gonna spoof the movie clue seriously you're gonna spoof you know insert 80s movie here you know what i mean so but it's good otherwise. Go watch Psych. Watch it now. See Stop what you're doing. Watch it. Really brief tangent. You reminded me. Remember how Red Oaks? We, we talked about that. Yes. I watched the entire run. Regret it. Not a good show. Mm-hmm. It could have, in my mind, could have been a good show. It started off, I think, with this. I, I want to say, in my mind, that somebody had this idea that the studio exec got a hold of it and ripped it to shreds. But the idea, and I think it could have worked if somebody did it, was to make it an 80s lampoon. Just mm-hmm. satire of the 80s. Like one storyline, one family, one set of cast. But every episode's straight up sitcom style lampoon something about the 80s. Mm-hmm. I think that was the original idea because you can see hints of it. Like there's one episode where the dad and the son switch bodies. Like Freaky Friday, you know, like father, like son style, switch yeah. bodies. Yeah. And then switch back by the end of the episode. And they're both drunk when they did it on sake or something. And then 
So they both think maybe it was just a dream, and that's it. It's the weirdest. It's it stands out from the entire run, blindingly so. And I think that was the true episode. That was the episode that what the entire show was meant to be. Yeah, an '80s nostalgia episode, uh, series that got derailed because they thought it wasn't going to appeal to enough people or something. Well, so it became this milquetoast crappy sitcom that sucked. I I watched the first episode and I hated it, and I hated it because it's like okay, you have modern television like sex in the city uh girls uh what am i trying to say i'm trying to say like edgy raw yeah like we're gonna show you the gritty side of feelings what what the people go through now i like uh pretty little liars or you know like those type tv shows it's like hey what if we took caddyshack and made it like this real gritty like this is what we're trying to show you how there were drugs and sex, you know, mm-hmm. it, that weren't funny. And I remember the first episode and there were a couple of laughs, but there was not enough there to make me go. Yeah. I want to watch episode two. Yeah. It, it did know what it wanted to be. It started off like a, like a sex rompy eighties. Like there, there was nudity in the first episode, then no more. There right. was tropes in the first couple episodes and then no more. And it just became this, Anyways, nobody cares. It's a sh- it's on Amazon Prime, and don't watch it. <laughs> I guess that's my point. <laughs> Bad review. Don't waste your time. Yeah, but okay. So so that was that's TV. That's movies. That's the point. Is gallows humor? Like I like I like this topic because where we work, that's what we devote. We're law enforcement. We're we're involved in law enforcement, and that is everybody will tell you. People involved in law enforcement. That anybody that sees like the darker side of humanity, I would say even like first responders, like firefighters and shit like that, mm-hmm. EMTs necessarily develop dark humor as a like Coping. defense mechanism yeah Coping mechanism like after the 20th tie i see somebody like call me a shit bag after i've seen somebody smear the crap all over the place that tries that the 10th time i see somebody try to kill themselves legit you know the people that are in here again and again and they're, they're fucking five-year-old kids visiting him crying because he had to see daddy in jail you gotta develop some kind of fucking defense mechanism against that absolutely yeah so yeah. this was a near and dear topic i think Having said that, I found I found um, some jokes. Oh, um, I found some jokes that are listed as dark humor. Yeah, so you you're gonna do this? You're gonna do not, this? Okay, no, I we found, talked about not doing it. Okay. No, no, no. Well, we talked about. I found a whole list of jokes before that were just straight up racist. I'm not that. Okay, all right. Good. I, I found better jokes that, that are. Uh, I found a list a while ago that was like dark humor and I was looking down it. It was equal opportunity racist, but it was like straight up racist. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that could, that definitely falls in the category, but it's not what I want to do. Right. So I found a list of jokes that are dark humor, but some of these will still push the envelope. I think some of these will make our listeners squirm. Okay. I'll start off. I'll start off. Uh, I'll start off light. I'll say that this one's a story. <clears throat> An old Arab lives in New York city more than 40 years. He plants potatoes in his garden, but he's alone. He's old and weak. His son's in college in Paris, so nowhere near. The old man sends an email to his son. He says, son, I'm sad. I can't plant potatoes in my garden. I'm sure if only you were here, you'd help me dig up the garden, but you're not, so it's too bad. Anyways, I love you, your father. The following day, the son replies to the email, says, father, don't touch the garden. That's where I've hidden the thing. I love you, Ahmed. 4 p.m. The army, the Marines, the FBI, and the CAA show up at the old Arab's house. <laughs> they take out the guard apart every inch. They can't find anything. Disappointed, they leave. Day later, the old man receives another email from his son. Father, I hope the garden is dug up by now and you can plant your potatoes. That's all I could do for you from here. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, so let's see here. Um, these ones are like some of these are quicker. Can orphans eat at a family restaurant? Eh? That's it. Uh, but think about it. Think about it. Family restaurant, orphans. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I have a, a confession to make. I am terrible at telling jokes. Like I am. Oh, I am too. Listen to me. <laughs> no, you're reading them. Oh, yeah. So I, if I'm told a joke and laugh at it, I forget it almost immediately. Oh, yeah. I have no head for jokes. And once, once I do remember it, I'll butcher the shit out of it <laughs> when I retell it. Yep. No, I'm with you. There's some people we know that they can rattle off like a book of jokes. And I'm like, how do you, I forget almost every joke I've ever heard. Like I'll hear a joke that I've heard 20 times. And it'll remind me, but I couldn't touch you again five minutes later. Yeah. That's because I'm I've, got a, I've got a funny joke rolling around in my head right now that I want to say it. And I know as soon as I say it, it's, it's going to come out terrible. And say I'll it, do it. Okay. Crazy. All right. You ready? I'm ready. So this guy's sitting on a plane uh, and he sees a beautiful woman get on board and he prays that she's going to sit next to him. And here he comes, here she comes. She ends up sitting next to him and they get a conversation struck up. And she said, he says, where are you flying to? She said, I'm going to a nymphomaniac convention and I'm giving a speech there. And he says, wow, that's interesting. What is your speech about? And she says, well, I I'm tackling some of the, uh, misinformation that people have about uh sex and everybody thinks that black people have the biggest penises but it's actually native americans and uh everybody thinks that um see here i go i'm done (laughs) everybody thinks okay so it's native americans that have the biggest penises (laughs) not black people and that everybody thinks that uh the french are the better lovers but it's actually uh, the Mexicans. And then everybody thinks that, um, Oh God, somebody, another race (laughs) that I can't (laughs) think of, uh, can last the longest, but it's actually people from the deep South. And then she says, Oh, look at me just going on and on. I haven't even asked your name. I'm talking to you about these things. I I haven't asked your name. And he says, my name is Tonto, Tonto (laughs) Gonzalez, but my friends call me Bubba. See, I'm off. No, I like it. That's good. Like, yeah. okay, you just a couple stumbles. See, what you I do is you. think of it ahead of time and cut out the part that you can't remember. <laughs> Call it good. Uh, yeah, I can't uh, tell jokes. I'm I'm bad at it. That's okay. Okay, but so I know what's funny. That's 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 all you need. If you can make yourself laugh, that's all you gotta have. All right, so a woman visits the doctor because she has some abdominal pains. She suspects she may be pregnant. After examination, the doctor comes out to see her. He says, "I." Hope you like changing diapers. She replies, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Am I pregnant? He goes, no, you've got bowel cancer. Oh, oh. <laughs> this one made me laugh. I don't know why. This one actually made me laugh out loud. <clears throat> a man goes into a library and asks for a book on how to commit suicide. The librarian says, fuck off. You won't bring it back. <laughs> I don't, uh, okay, I get it. What do you call a blonde in the freezer? I don't know what. Her parents named her Cindy, so we should probably just continue to call her that. She was supposed to. She was supposed to graduate tomorrow. <laughs> that's less comic than just really fucked. <laughs> that's serial killer humor yeah, right there. That's some serial killer humor. <laughs> well, this this was a pun, and it's dark. What's blue and doesn't fit? Well, I don't know what. A dead epileptic. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> See, this is what I'm telling you. This is going to be a challenge. <laughs> Strap in, man. <laughs> that, that one was rough. That's brutal. Uh, standard. 
guys walking a young boy into the woods. The boy says, Mister, it's dark out here and I'm scared. The band says, How do you think I'm going to feel? I have to walk back alone. Yeah. But I'm That's one I remember. That one went yeah, around. That's, that's I... the old standard jail. Yeah. The version I heard was a clown, but same thing. Yeah. Why was the leper hockey game canceled? Mm. There was a face off in the corner. <laughs> uh, cats have nine lives. It makes them ideal for experimentation. <laughs> My grandmother used to tell us a joke. She'd say, knock, knock. And we'd say, who's there? Then she'd say, I can't remember. And then start to cry. Oh, <laughs> why can't orphans play baseball? They don't know where home is. Oh, God. <sighs> poor orphans. <laughs> this one hurts me. So I guess this is like a stand-up. This is like something a stand-up said. So just picture a stand-up saying this to a crowd. I once asked a crowd if they were if they were pro <clears throat> Okay, I'm starting over. <laughs> I once asked the crowd if they were pro guns, and the majority belted out in approval. I asked the man in the front row why he was pro guns, and he gave me the basic personal protection, liberty, Second Amendment. I very seriously told the crowd, "I'm pro guns because I enjoy living in a world with only four Nirvana albums." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I like What's it. worse than finding a worm in your apple? The Holocaust. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah. This one I love. I actually love this one. I'm sorry and I apologize mean the same thing, except at a funeral. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one I actually do remember from a while ago. This was a, it's, it's, a, it is. I'm going to say it though. A guy sits at a bar in a skyscraper restaurant high above the city, slams a shot of tequila, goes over the window, and jumps out. The guy sitting next to him can't believe what he just saw. He's more surprised when, 10 minutes later, the same guy walks back into the bar and sits down next to him. The onlooker says, how did you do that? <clears throat> I just saw you jump out the window, and we're hundreds of feet off the ground. The jumper says, slurring, well, I don't get it either, but I slam a shot of tequila, and when I jump out the window, the tequila makes me slow right down before I hit the ground. Watch. He takes a shot. Goes to the window, jumps out. The other guy runs to the window, watches. Sure enough, the guy slows down, lands softly on his feet right before the sidewalk. Then he walks back into the bar. <laughs> the other guy has to try it too. So he orders a shot of tequila, slams it, jumps out the window. When he reaches the bottom, splat. The first guy, the jumper, orders another shot of tequila. The bartender shakes his head and says, you're a real asshole when you're drunk, Superman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one. This was the one that made me dead baby joke. And usually I'm okay with dead baby jokes. This one actually did make me cringe. Oh, so I'm putting the seatbelt on. Put the seatbelt on. The challenge to the audience. Here it is. Woman delivers a baby. The doctor takes the baby, throws it, smashing it around the hospital room, drop kicking it, body slamming it, all that shit. The mother freaks out, being held back to, by the nurses, begging, why, why? The doctor holds the baby upside down by the ankle and says, I'm just fucking with you. It was born dead. Oh man, that one! I was like, "Shit, damn, shit!" That one's messed up. Oh man, and gonna... I'll do one more just because. All right, why not? Why not end on the low note? Another baby one. After a long labor, a doctor approaches a new mother and says, "Ma'am, I've got some good news and some bad news. What would you like?" After thinking it over, she of course responds, "So I'll have the bad news first. The doctor says, "Well, not sure how to put this. Sorry to have to tell you, your child has red hair." relieved a smile a smile spreads across the mother's face doctor if that's the bad news then what's the good news the doctor replies he's dead oh <laughs> dead baby and a ginger joke Jeez. vicious. that is that is ending it on a low note yeah that is dark humor that is as jaded as we are a couple of those i'm like ooh, shit mm -hmm. i think it's because like there was the there was the one we always 
the dead baby to blender. What do you get when you put a dead baby in a blender? I don't remember. An erection. Okay. It's quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's quick. messed up, but it's quick. Short but sweet. These other ones had a story to them. And I think that maybe, and it, it involves an onlooker. Like, I'm going to dissect the whole thing. It involves an onlooker and the mother's tragic and her heartbreak. And that's why it characterizes people. And that's why it's, I think, more messed up. Mm. Yeah. But I'm bummed. Now that everybody's depressed and maybe guiltily laughed. Like somebody at some point busted out laughing and goes, oh shit, what's wrong with me? I know of one person listening that laughed. <laughs> yeah. That is... Oh, here it is. Hey, I found that article. Anyways, now that we're past it, I found to find the article I had. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, that's dark comedy for you. It's nice. I like it. Uh, do you want to do some trivia? Well, I had... I did have a, a brief unpopular opinion. If you okay. Will All right. No philosophy this week, but I did find an unpopular opinion. All right. I believe, and I, I'm sure this is actually fairly popular with a lot of people, but not most people. I believe that as a society, we cannot handle information. As in 24-hour news networks, internet news sites, have you. We, as human beings, not even as a society, as human beings, we have been tested and we have failed. We cannot handle an overabundance of, of information as a whole. Like the best thing we could do for society today would be to the 24-hour news networks to disappear and that it, that instant news sites to go the way of the dinosaur. That what we're left with would be daily newspapers and like the evening news. And that'd mm-hmm. be it. That would be the best thing for us by far. I agree. Um, I th- we're living on a more global scale now. Um, and I think that people believe that the things that happen overseas more affect what they do in their daily lives, whether it's the, you know, stock with, whether it's financial markets or, or things along those lines. Like if there's a, a plane crash in Croatia, mm-hmm. how that's going to affect them monetarily. Because when you think about it, plane crash in Croatia, how is that going to affect your daily life otherwise? Right, right, right. But we're hungry for news. We're hungry for that type of, well, you know, okay. Well, I'll backpedal, put a caveat in there. Not, not so much current events as in catastrophes and noteworthy events. I'm talking politics, really, or like social things, like the lives of celebrities and bullshit like that. Oh, I wish, I wish that nobody gave a shit about celebrities. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when I'm interested where an artist comes from. Um, as far as like, I have an interest in Chris Pratt, who plays Star Lord. And Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he is a fine actor. I think he's a good human being. And when he plays a role, if he's going to talk about that, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. If he's going to talk about his personal issues on Instagram, I don't yeah. care. I don't I, give I two shits. Not care. I don't. Matter of fact, it makes me angry. And Why should I have to know about that? I don't want to know about that. Right. I don't care. Um, and I agree. The less we know about that kind of stuff, the better. Um, there's always as far back as forever that these types of things were, you know, kept track of like fashion and things along those lines. And I think that that's melded into celebrity lifestyle. Like what's this celebrity wearing and how that's going to influence how people Mm -hmm. dress themselves in the morning and stuff like that. Instead of fashion coming from the fashion producers, it's the fashion wearers. Yes. Yeah. And, and how many followers they have. Right. Um, I think I'm probably wrong here, but at the very least, one of the Kardashians might even be Kim Kardashian or whatever. I don't know. 
is a billionaire. I think a few of them are at this point, and, honestly. And they're a billionaire because of people paying attention yeah. to them. And and I guess I don't knock them for that per se. I'm just grumpy about the whole process. It, it's that disparage for humanity thing. Like the fact that they're a billionaire, I can't even just, you're right. The Kardashians, I can't disparage them so much because they put it out there and a better, <laughs> a better race would have ignored them for the frivolous bullshit it is. Mm-hmm. But we're not. And we didn't. And so they're billionaires. So you know what? That's not on the Kardashians. That's on us. Yep. That's on us. But my thing has always been, and I think I think it was Stephen Colbert said this, that we're, we've come to a point in society where we have started to treat politics like sports. We'll tune in to see if our team's winning, to see if our team scored any points, mm-hmm. and then we'll just we'll go on. And that's all we see it as, as a competition, not as this is something we have to do to live, to right. have a society. And this is something we have to do with people that don't agree with us. It's to my team score point, which is ironic that he said that because he immediately went on to become the cheerleader for his side, you know? Yeah, true. So there's and that, I, but I don't think that he would disagree with that either. I think that he's, he's smart enough to know the difference and he's, he's choosing the side that pays the bills. Right. Exactly. But that's neither here nor there. I just the point I want to make was that we have too much information. We can't handle it. We we not enough people have enough critical thinking skills to handle the deluge of bullshit coming their way through open channels of the internet and TV. Mm-hmm. We just don't. Maybe we could someday. I always thought has a class in high school should straight up be critical thinking. That should yep. be a fucking class. Fuck home act already of that crap. Critical thinking. If you have to get rid of something, get rid of shop, get rid of home act, get rid of, I don't know, get rid of like one class because critical thinking is a necessary skill to survive in today's world. And, and people are not learning it. Yeah. You don't see a lot of um, televisions in the vape shop yeah. playing 24 hour news. No, yeah. I, I was just trying to fit in that type of, you know, that, you know, the kind of person that walks into a vape store to buy their vaping apparatus in products that go with their vape, you know, and they're in their pajama pants mm-hmm. and it's the first of the month. So they're in there. They're, they're not like talking about the money that needs to be allocated to repair the bridge in town. Right. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah. And there's too many of those people around mm. or at least that I see. Yeah. We are in uh, my line of work <laughs> in our every, line of work. Every time I see, I think about the movie idiocracy. I'm like, it's getting less funny as time goes on. Yep. You know what it is? Those flat brimmed hats. It's goddamn flat brimmed hats and the wife beaters and the chin strap beards. Yep. I think the flat brimmed hats are like squishing people's brains at yep. this point. Yep. Fucking flat brimmed hats. I hate them. I swear to God. It's it's a, it's a flag. They do a service. We've said this before. They do a service. I yep. see somebody walk around a flat brimmed hat and a wife beater. I'm like, thank you. I know what you are. <laughs> yep. I immediately know exactly what you are, and I don't have to give you any yep. of my attention or I anything. appreciate your consideration. Yes, like, and yeah, the flapper has a uniform. Like uh, the flapper hat doesn't make the person; the person makes the flapper hat. So, <laughs> so it's not like the flapper hat's coming out, but there's something nice and good and normal and decent underneath. No, the person chose the flapper hat for a reason. Yeah, yeah, their motivations are there for a reason. Yep. Now let me. I mean, buy it the... doesn't exist. The nice normal person with the flapper hat—that's yeah. not a thing. And I really apologize for <laughs> anybody that may be listening to this 
wearing a flat brimmed hat and and sucking on your vape, uh, you might want to go find a a tailpipe to go suck on because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I are... don't apologize. I'm trying to shame you into changing yeah, your mind. Right. I don't. Jesus Christ. No, no. If it you were suck. left up to that, if it were left left up to those people to continue the human race, let it go. Just yeah, let... we we lost our opportunity. If yep. you're the if you're the future, we deserve whatever happened. Let, let what comes next look at us and like the fossil record or something that's yeah. all i gotta say yep that's that whole fermi paradox mm-hmm. the aliens have showed oh up God, yes they took a look and they were like eh, we gotta go back into we gotta we gotta go to back to pretending that we don't exist these people do not deserve shit no i like the idea that all these alien races reached their flat brim period yeah and right. failed yeah yeah there's they, one race of they, alien out there that is up. like they're cloaking themselves they're invisible to us, <laughs> and they're just watching the demise. They're just watching a, the these people walk into a vape shop, and they're like, oh, man, they were so close. <laughs> this is what happened to the Zoltors. Yep, the they Zoltors just, they, went they the had, way they of reached the flat point. They could have done it, but the flat room hats took over. Yep. Oh. There's a movie. There's a dark comedy for you. <laughs> we got to make that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You want to uh, hit some trivia? Yeah, I got trivia, I guess. I got... <laughs> I don't know if it's pretentious or not. I got factoids I found that I thought were kind of fun. So I'm going to couch them in trivia terms. Okay. That I, works. So let me do this because my trivia is so just. Okay. Uh, do you know, can you tell me and I'll take the state. If you can give me the town or city, that would be acceptable. I was going to say I, liquid, I mean, but you didn't make state of matter. Did you? Okay. No. Can you tell me the state that has the geographical center? of the continental United States. So the lower Ooh. 40, the the state with the geographical center of the US. If you could give I'm, me the town, that would be super impressive. The town. I'm going to say the state is Tennessee. No. Damn. Really? Oklahoma. Ten- no, you're close with Oklahoma. Not close with Tennessee. Texas. Nope. Go uh, go in another direction. I- Idaho. What's a, what's a, <laughs> Idaho? Kansas? Shit, my geography Kansas. sucks. Kansas. Is it really? Kansas? All right. Topeka. Kansas. No. Lebanon. Wichita is the closest city, but Lebanon, uh, Kansas is the geographical center since 1912, since they started paying attention to such things. Lebanon, Kansas. Didn't we make a joke about Kansas a few episodes back? Like Probably. People in it, like refugees from stuff. I don't remember. If you're listening from Kansas, you probably remember because we insulted the shit out of you. <laughs> but you mean nothing to me, so I've already forgotten. I'm sorry. Hey, they are at the geographical center of the United That's States, true. but you show some respect. That's where we should move the state, the, the country's capital to, if we're being fair. Yeah. It would be Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just blow it up. No, just kidding. Jesus, that's going to put me on the list. <laughs> You're going to have to go to the Library of Congress and sign a deal with your plug. Oh, now. God, here I go. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to cut my palm with the knife that's all curvy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind I of fun. That. I mean, it stings a little, but about the 20th time, you get used to it. Okay, hit me up with your trivia. All right, I'm going to couch this in a form of a trivia just for the fact that I want to say these factoids. Okay. <laughs> so, in the 1800s, there's an atheist. I'm going to preach for the team ironically preach anyways <laughs> an atheist george hull he had an argument with a christian over whether giants once roamed the earth he decided that people would believe anything in the bible he carved a petrified statue of a giant man and buried it in cardiff new york waited a year and then unearthed it called it the cardiff giant and charged people to come see it by the time this hoax revealed he made 
some money. How much money do you think he made off of this hoax? In the 1800s. In the 1800s, $250,000. Wow. In the 1800s, that's like millions now. I can't even imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, don't you think that this guy at that point was probably like, why didn't I think of this sooner? Oh, my God. He was like laughing maniacally the entire time. And the thing is, yeah, he probably would have been shunned in his community, blah, blah, blah. Nothing like that would have been against the law. Like, all he's got to do is say, I thought it was a giant from the Bible. Sorry. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not an expert. And you believed it. Yeah. And it was also the 1800s. So he could have just rode off on a horse and disappeared. Take all my money and live on the high of the hog for the rest of my life. In Lebanon, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Okay. okay. This next one, it goes to my disdain for the unwashed masses, of which I'm probably a part. But anyways, in 2012, JCPenney got rid of all sales discounts and coupons to institute the fair and square pricing policy Mm -hmm. as in we're just the price you see is the price you get there's no we're not running a sale we're not doing anything come into our store buy our clothes yep okay what year was this 2012 okay do you say would you say it would was a success or a failure i know that's a bad trivia but they're closing all of their stores (laughs) i'd say whoops that was bad that was a failure the fall, how much fallout from that failure do you think happened? Like, if you could say some things that might have happened, I, I know this is horrible for trivia, but they closed almost 90% of their stores eventually. Yes, the uh, the company's stock plummeted, the CEO was fired, and they had to revert back to inflating the prices. Keep this in mind. The reason why they thought that they went with it the first time, the good idea, is because the consumers, the shoppers, were actually saving money running all these deals, these coupons, these discounts, these sales. They inflate the prices ahead of time so they don't lose money out of it. Mm -hmm. People hated that because the idea of a sale was good in their mind. And the idea of a store that didn't run sales was just horrible. The backlash got people fired and the stock plummeted, even though they were saving money. Stupid consumers. People are idiots. This is what I keep coming back to over and over. This is why I sound like an elitist half the time. (laughs) This flat rim hat is only $10. Critical thinking is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. We need that so bad. Yep. Okay. And this last one, <laughs> once again, I'm sorry, horrible trivia, but it's something I want to get out there, and it's apropos a little bit for the tonight's tonight's topic. Go hint. Um, there is a brain condition called Witzelschucht. It's German. It's okay. W-I-T-Z-E-L-S-U-C-H-T. What do you think this brain condition would be? And I know this is designed hmm. to fail. I'm sorry. You're just a rhetoric at this point. <laughs> Witzel shucked. Witzel Witzel sucked. Witzel sucked. Sucked. Witzel sucked. Witzel sucked. Achtung. Brain condition. It's a brain condition. Mm. It's a certain kind of addiction. Oh, addiction to porn. I guess for some people, but not really. No. Addiction to vaping. In a certain sense, especially as we have just described it. Yes. <laughs> Addiction to flat-brimmed hats. Once again, in a certain sense, especially if we have described it. Addiction to being stupid. Okay, you're closer to the mark. I couldn't tell you. Addiction to jokes. Ah! It's wow, joke addiction. Being addicted to a joke? Yes. It's Well, here's the description. The condition causes a compulsive need to constantly make up jokes or tell jokes, even in the middle of the night or during an important interview. Motherfucker, if I don't have this condition. I was going to say, I know people like that. Oh, God, I drop jokes 
constant bad jokes, stupid puns. <laughs> Constantly, mm. I can't stop. You've got the Wittelstuckt. Ah, Wittelstuckt. Wittelstuckt. You, you got a bad case of the Wittelstuckt. I got a, I got a bad. I always, <laughs> always have dropped the worst puns and jokes, and, and they're not funny. They're not. The only mm. funny part about them is how bad they are and how horribly I deliver them. Well. It depends on your audience. I mean, if you've got people that love The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, because that's always my audience everywhere I go. Yeah. You like The Simpsons, not right? like I drop a Simpsons quote and then people look at me blankly. No, that never happens. Hmm. Well, then. That is my quote-unquote trivia for the night. All right. Well, look at that. We're under time. You Ooh, nice. can get to bed on time. I'm doing two doubles in a row, so I got to get my beddy pine. All right. Well, your beauty sleep? My beauty, yes. Can't, can't skip that. Mm. <laughs> all right well let's uh let's wrap it up then all right and you are uh i am tom whip it whip it good with him <laughs> and i'm bob library knife scully ah okay i'll take it I, i'll squirrel squirrel catapult scully i got a little I got a squirrel trebuchet squirrel trebuchet saying give me your monday milk all right Goodbye. see you later bye